Here's the thing. We want what the people in Hebrews 11 had, but we don't want to do what they did. And if you want what they got, you've got to do what they did. And so what did they do? They believed God by faith in his word. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, and glad that you've joined us as we continue our look at Hebrews chapter 11 today. And Pastor, continually as we begin these programs, I'm reminded of the fact that, yeah, if we want to have faith in Christ, in God, and in His Word, we need to spend time in there so, number one, we know what it says, and number two, we can be built up in that faith. Of course. Everything that we need is in the Word of God. You recall we talked about it before when we were talking about the Prego commercial. You know, it's in there. Yeah. You know, those mushrooms you like, it's in there. Those onions, the garlic, it's in there. Well, that peace you want, it's in there. That joy you want, it's in there. That blessing you want, it's in there. That faith you want, it's in there. That fellowship with the true and the living God, it's in there. The Bible's like Prego, it's in there. And so as we get in the word of God, we're built up in our most precious faith. Okay, for example, uh, Jesus in his uh, high priestly prayer, which is really the real Lord's prayer. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it, the real Lord's prayer. John 17, he said in verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So let's say I'm struggling with sin. Well, how do I get the victory? I know I'll fight sin. I'll, 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 no, 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 no. I'll get in the word and I'll be cleansed from my sin. Hmm, yeah. And uh, one of the things that was so helpful for me since we're talking about fighting sin right now was to realize the fact that there's an element of sin that is attractive. There's something about it that keeps drawing us back to it. We love our sin in a way. So how do you fight sin? Well, there's an expulsive power of a new affection. A pastor <laughs> preached that message years ago. Yeah. You fall more in love with Jesus. You fall more in love with his word. Certainly. That sin is no longer attractive anymore. Well, you know what? How do you fight what you like? Because if, you know, if you're sinning, it's because you like it. Right. And sin is fun at first. Uh, so, yeah, you know, D.O. Moody said this way, uh, the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. I yeah, like that. I do too. So let's get in to God's Word, spend some time in the Bible today. We are in Hebrews chapter 11, really focusing on uh, verses 2 and 3 as we continue a message entitled, Faith in the Word. Here is Pastor Ford. He's the object of our faith. If you've got your faith in any other object, in Big Mama, in your job, in your spouse, in your children, in your 401k, which is now a 101k, then you've got your faith in the wrong object. As a matter of fact, I wish I could preach. Because if I could preach, you know what I would say? I would say that Jesus is not only the object of our faith, but he ought to be the focus of our affection that we ought to be pointed on him and him alone. So the writer of the book of Hebrews says, it's not faith in faith. It's not the word of faith. It's faith in the word. Now let's look at the text because I don't want you to get it twisted. Notice, for by it, stop. What's it? Holler it out. Faith. 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 Give me an acronym for faith. 
Gave it to you last week. Come on. Forsaking all, I trust him. Yeah. So then, faith. So it is faith. And he says, the elders obtain a good report. Now, it's four words in English. It's one word in Greek. When it says, the elders obtained a good report, it is the word martyreomai. Martyreomai. From which we get the word martyr. Everywhere else, what's it translated? Witness. The elders obtain by faith a good witness. Now, what's he saying? I want to tell you about some people who did not let their circumstances overrule their faith. Now, listen, 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 listen. Why are you doing this? Because I took this opportunity because it's right in the text. I want to say to you that the prosperity gospel is not totally incorrect, but it is biblically incomplete. Let me say it again. I'm submitting to you, based on verses 2 and 3, that the prosperity gospel is not totally incorrect, but it is biblically incomplete. Say, so what are you talking about? Okay, so first of all, we already know the gospel does not need an adjective. You don't put an adjective before the gospel. No such thing as a prosperity gospel, a white gospel, a black gospel. Uh, no, no such thing as a Republican gospel and a Democratic gospel. The gospel is the gospel. Guy asked me, he said, do you believe in the full gospel? I know what he was asking me. And I said, yes, I do believe in the full gospel. I believe that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh who left heaven and came to earth, was born of a virgin, and then lived uh, for 33 and a, a half years, and then went to Calvary, took my sins upon him, and the sins of the world and gave us his positive righteousness was buried in a borrowed tomb. So he went from a borrowed womb to a borrowed tomb and then he was in the belly of the earth for three days. But on the third day, he rose and got up with all power. Uh, then he showed himself uh, for 10 days. Then 40 days later, he ascended on the day of Pentecost into heaven. He sat down at the right hand of the Father and then he's soon coming king. That's as full as it gets. Can't get no fuller than that. That is the gospel. And so too many folk are trying to add uh, to what Jesus has done and you can't do it. Why? Because Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left the crimson saying, he washed me white as snow. So whenever they, they, they say, you know, you, you give to get, that's not biblical. Now, you do get when you give, but, the, the, but it's not give to get, it's give and get. Matthew 6, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness. Seek first the king and his kingdom. That's the person of Christ. And, and then the plan of Christ. And then the purity of Christ. Why do you say that? Because we got folk around here talking about they going to call something into existence. And uh, they waiting on God for this blessing. And they shacking. Come on, man. I mean, they're expecting God to bless them. And they, you know, they don't watch porn. They just dress porn. And then expect God to bless that, it says they obtained a good report. That, that if our lives are raggedy, we should not expect God to bless our mess. 
Folk get into jams and then claim a promise, want God to clean up a mess that he never wanted them in in the first place. Well, anyway, let me leave it alone because y'all don't even want to hear that. So people who did not let their circumstances overrule their faith. Here's the part that it's not the word of faith, but that you can place faith in the word. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't you fall the baby with the bathwater. Yeah, God still blesses. God still gives prosperity. He sure does. But I want us to see the difference. So then, he says, by faith, the elders obtain a good report. Now, remember last week I told you the elders are the Old Testament patriarch saints, those individuals in chapter 11, those individuals who went on before us, and they are people who by faith viewed themselves by where they were going and not by where they were. So I, I was going to get you to say it, but you, you don't want to talk to me. I'll just say it myself. See, I view myself by where I'm going not by where I am. See, I have a destiny and a purpose. So then I define myself by my destiny and not by my history. You know, some people don't ever let you forget the mistakes and the messages you have. So remember Jesus healed a guy and uh, he was blind and he threw away his blanket and started running toward Jesus. What was his name? Bartimaeus. Now, let me ask you a question. Why didn't you call him blind Bartimaeus? Because he ain't blind no more. That's why. That's why. And a whole lot of people say, blind Bartimaeus. No, he's not blind anymore. Don't call him by his history. Call him by his destiny. See, these are individuals. Their problems said to them, the end. And their faith said to them, to be continued. See, why does he tell us about them and why would we go through these? And when we go through these, I mean, it's really, it's really something. You know, able to worship of faith and on and on it goes. You know all of these and we'll get to all of them. We're going to finish all of them, Lord willing. And uh, what, what would we find? They all had issues. They all had problems. But the one thing they didn't have was excuses. That's the one thing they didn't have. They did not make excuses. You remember when we talked about finish it, Hebrews 12.1? And we went down and we said, listen, listen, what kind of excuse are you using not to see the fulfillment of what God has promised you in his word? So you can go through. Some people say, I'm too old. And who jumps up and says something? Moses. When did he start his ministry? 80. How long did he minister? Till he was 120. So if you say, you know, I want to leave it to the young people. I'm too old. And Moses says, are you 120 yet? No. All right, then get up off your rusty dusty. Stand on the word of God. Then you got somebody that says, oh, I've been through so much pain. I've been through so much hurt. You know, everything. Is, and Job says, listen, what you need is to have a biblical perspective. Stand on the word. Say the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then Job said, Hey, Pastor Ford, make sure you tell them they start at the beginning where all the trouble is. Oh, but God always rewards those who go through things for him. He never, ever, he's never going to be indebted to you. So read chapter 42. Guess what he had, Jay? He got double for his trouble. Look and see how many cattle he had in chapter 1. He had twice as many in chapter 42. See how many sheep he had? He had twice as many camels, twice as many sheep, twice as many goats. God gave him double for his trouble. Oh, yeah. 
don't fill out the baby with the bath water. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And I'm glad he does. He'll break a brother off a few. Amen. Look at Sister Ford, amen in that, huh? Yeah, somebody says, well, you know, my misery and my hardship, it set me back. And Joseph says, don't you know that your setbacks are setups for your comeback? Help the preacher. Don't you know that your stumbling blocks are actually stepping stones? That's right. That's right. That's right. What a great reminder from Pastor Ford today of how the Lord may use those stumbling blocks or those setbacks to really grow and increase our faith. And that's what today's message is all about. It's entitled Faith in the Word, part of uh, a series all about what it means to have genuine faith in Christ. And if you missed any of the uh, broadcasts in the series, I'd encourage you to come to our website. You can listen to them all there. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org. I know that from time to time, you may want to give some feedback to Pastor Ford. You can always do that by coming to our website and clicking on the contact link. You could also ask a question. Maybe something Pastor Ford has said has raised a question in your mind. We can always ask your question by clicking on that same contact link when you come to treasuretruthradio.org. We'll make sure that Pastor Ford uh, sees those questions. And who knows, maybe you'll have that question answered on a future broadcast. Again, our website address, treasuretruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. Oh, you know, I, I did leave something out. And I was getting ready to tell you, but I'm glad uh, that I remembered that I wasn't supposed to tell you because I was supposed to say I left something out about the ark. Well, a whole lot. But I, I want to say that for like the pied de resistance. Because scholars don't know whether the window was around the third level of the ark or whether it was the top of the ark. Now, I think it was the top of the ark. Uh, why? Because remember what's happening. The storm is raging all around, but there are no windows. There's only one door and it's shut, which means if you're going to look, you can't look down. You can't look out. You can't look around at the problems. The only direction you can look is now you got it. Now you got it. Now you got it. Now you got it. In other words, look up in anticipation of what God is going to do. Be like uh, the woman uh, who had the issue of blood. She had the anticipation of faith. Oh, 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 I got goosebumps. Oh, you can see them from me. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Here's what the Bible says. Now, wait a minute now. She touched the hem of his garment. Where's that at? On the ground. So, old girl, crawl because she couldn't make it through the crowd. Because the Bible says the press was the press. It means they were so packed together, you can't get by. So then she said, I can't go through this way. I'm going this way. And she's crawling. And this is what she said. Here's the anticipation of faith. If I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Man, you know what God's saying? <laughs> He's saying, look, the God above you is greater than the problems around you. That we got to realize that God is bigger than what's bigger than we are. Now, now listen to what the writer is saying. Writer is saying, by faith they received the good report. Now remember, it's faith in the word, verse 3, not word of faith. What is it? 
faith in the word. So it is not the word that we say unless it's based on the word that he said. Now, how do I know that? Let me give you a couple examples. I know you, you racking your brains and, you know, you're saying, he said if you believe it, you receive it. Sure he did, sure he did, sure he did. I don't doubt that. And we need to study that separate. It's just too much to do in one message. You know what I'm saying? So let me show you. Who had more faith than Paul? Anybody in the Bible other than Jesus? Because anybody tell me who had more faith than Paul? Okay, nobody. But what did God tell him? Paul said, I sought him to remove my thorn in the flesh. And God said, my grace is sufficient. God said, I am not going to heal you. And then he gave him the reasons. There's seven reasons in the text. I ain't got time to even mention them. One of them was he died and went to heaven and had to come back. And God said, I don't want you writing books about heaven and giving seminars about heaven. So I'm going to leave that thorn in the flesh so it can humble you. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes we get too big too fast and God got to pull us down because we take our focus off of him and we take the glory for ourselves. And he said, I'll share my glory with no man. So guess what? I'm going to let one of your weaknesses come out so everybody don't think uh, that you're the one that's all that. But they'll look and say, oh, no, he's the one that's all that. Oh, yeah. It's tight, but it's right. So he says, by it, they obtained a good report. Now, get this. We would think that the writer of Hebrews is saying that they have a testimony. That's not what he's saying. He's saying they are the testimony. Who is giving them the good report? Jesus. God. Wait a minute, what's he saying? Listen. They obtained a good report from God because they have faith in his word. Okay, let me put it this way. They bragged on God, and then God turned around and bragged on them. Man, God's pointing them out. When we go through, we, we get to the first one. He says, you want to really know what worship is? Let me tell you what the sacrifice of praise is. Look at Abel. When you look at Abel, then you see a person who wanted to worship so bad that it cost him his life. Boy, that sure makes my struggle uh, to come to worship or not because I'm tired insignificant. That sure makes it, makes it uh, uh, different uh, because I don't like the music I ain't going to praise. And he does that all the way through. God is giving them a good report. Turn to Psalm 91. I, I want to show you a couple things. Let me get the Bible in this. Listen, Psalm 91. Now you know it. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now walk through this with me real quick. I just want to show you something. I want to show you uh, that whoever you are out there that I'm talking to, where God has put something, let me go TV, in your spirit. And everybody around you is telling you it can't be done. You can't do this. You can't do that. But if he gave you a word, now not a word you created, it's not your idea, because God is not going to bless your idea. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven gives the direction. Heaven tells us what to do. And then we act on what heaven said. And every time we do, it comes to pass. It comes to fruition. So then watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So... Here it is, Psalm 91. 
Now you know it's about abiding in him. Psalm 91 is a conversation between two people and God. Now it's a song that's sung antiphonally. Antiphonally means this side, then that side. This side, so the right side will say something, the left side will say something. And then 14 through 16 is the chorus. Everybody with me? Verses 14 through 16 is chorus. It has four divisions to it, or, or four verses, or actually three verses and a chorus. Now here they are. Here's the, here's the first division. Verse 1, there's an open invitation. You see that? He, anyone. So the open invitation is to anyone. Now, notice the second division. Personal appropriation, verses 2 through 8. In verses 2 through 8, the pronouns change. I will say, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him I will trust. He, you know, on, 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 go. So now he's personalizing it. What happened? God gave a word, a promise in verse 1. Guess what he did? Had faith in the promise. Now, notice the third division of the practical impartation. Because now there's a personal testimony. Listen to what it says in verse 9. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any play come thee. Here's what's happening. The first guy, here's the invitation. In verse 2, he takes the invitation. Then in verses 5 through 8, he tells another guy, let me tell you what God will do. He gave an invitation, and if you will place faith in it, you can have what I have. See, here's the thing. We want what the people in Hebrews 11 had, but we don't want to do what they did. And if you want what they got, you've got to do what they did. And so what do they do? They believe God by faith in his word. You know, it's really our sincere prayer here at Treasure Truth that these messages will increase your faith, your, your confidence in God's Word. And that's why Moody Radio is on the air and why Pastor Ford puts in so much time and thought and effort into preparing these sermons for you. If you want more information about this series, We Walk by Faith, just go to our website. You'll find all the messages online at treasuretruthradio.org. Of course, walking by faith often means that we're called to respond to some divisive issues, things like abortion, immigration, and racism. But it's not always clear how we should respond. In his book, Counterculture, David Platt lays out a gospel-based approach to some of the most controversial topics in our society. You know, every chapter contains some helpful illustrations, real-life stories, and several questions designed to guide your next steps. Counterculture would make a, a great book for your church small group or for your own personal use. You can request your copy of Counterculture by David Platt when you give a gift of any amount to Moody Radio. Just call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, when you give a financial gift, you're ensuring that Treasure Truth continues right here on your station. As you've grown to appreciate Pastor Ford's teaching, We'd ask you to give your support so that others can benefit. And when you give today, we're going to say thanks with this book by David Platt called Counterculture. Call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios and Pastor Ford returns again tomorrow with a powerful conclusion to this message on faith in the word. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.